Welcome to the Reggie McNeil Podcast, where we explore what it means to seek God's kingdom here on earth. Join us on our journey to become more aware of and encouraged by God's work in and around us. Well, Reggie, we're talking about this fourth revolution and these changes, and um, I think coronavirus has accelerated and brought some of these changes really to the forefront but what do some of these changes mean for the church i mean how how does the church need to to change in terms of focus and emphasis to to, to match the world we're living in today you know it's it is interesting because there are people that i run into that feel like god's having to work really hard to you know keep up (laughs) as if the fourth information revolution has him stymied a bit are you kidding i mean you know, the Spirit, God's been preparing the church for this, for those who will listen. And what's going on right now is a big shift from a church-centric focus to a kingdom-centric uh, agenda and focus. And by that, I mean, in the last 500 years, it's all been about the church. All of our discussions has been reduced to some kind of ecclesiastical uh, you know, either free, whether it's doctrine or polity or who gets to do what. I mentioned that in the last segment. And the problem with a church-centric focus is, uh, you know, after a while, after you get everything cleaned up and reformed and, and all that, you go, you just camp out on further and further niching and all that. And um, And I'm not suggesting the Reformation didn't need to happen, but the truth is it's time to move on now because the church is not the, bench, the mission. What happens in a church-centric focus is you begin to believe, oh, God's biggest concern on the planet is the church. You know, uh, and Jesus taught us to pray, thy church come. You know, and uh, I've come to give you church and give it to you more abundantly. You know, and, and, and so we get all messed up, misaligned, and forget we can get so myopic in our view that we just, it's an interior focus. And if I were the devil, that's exactly what I'd have the church doing. Yeah. You know, just be totally consumed by its own internal stuff. Yeah. And but forget, but, forget your neighbor. Forget the mission. Oh, your, exactly. Don't see your neighbor. Yeah, just just build great clubhouses, and 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 have and build great churches, and that'll take care of everything. Well, the problem is we got the best churches we've ever had. You know, I mean, and uh, with worship teams and smoke machines and and you know. Uh, Baptist movable seats and everything. I mean, we get, we got it going. Uh, more programming, more staff, more everything. And uh, but what's interesting is with more and more money and energy and being spent on building great. It's like you know, come with us. We'll build a tower that reach heaven. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's, uh, what we're getting for that is an increased uh, allergic reaction, an increasing allergic reaction in the culture at large to organized religion. Well, if you put all your pebbles over here and you think you're working on God's big mission, you know, to get people to heaven. Jesus, on the other hand, was about bringing heaven to earth. You know, pray that the kingdom would come. He spent all most of his time talking about how we introduce heaven uh, into our current situation. And that's that's what the kingdom is all about. And And the kingdom is God's big mission. Always has been. I mean, there's never been... God without a kingdom, you know. I mean, they just kind of it's it's part of the the package, and um, and the Bible start and, and for me, kingdom is not about earthly kingdoms. I mean, Jesus made that plain. You know, we're not mm-hmm. talking about it to Pilate. You know, we're not talking about earthly kingdoms. So to try to retrofit 
the kingdom of heaven in with our human kingdoms is even though that's deep and that's an icon you know in in our minds um is a wrong way to look at it. i look at what's the point of the kingdom and it appears to me that life is the big concern there's only one source of life uh, and that's god and um and at any level and uh where there's life there's god you know and he's at work in in that some way so we open the bible with a, a garden uh with a tree of life in the middle of of the garden we end the bible in a city which is the natural progression from the garden to the city and uh there's a river of life flowing through the city trees of life on both sides jesus said in the middle between i've come to give you life and in case we missed it abundant life that's the life god intends mm. and then jesus says uh in the most profound statement i think he makes i am life you know i didn't come to teach you about life i am the life and so in fact he god was so concerned that people experience the life that he has in mind uh, for us when we're created. I mean, I remember holding uh, our, one of our grandchildren, and the thought occurred to me as they handed her to me, you know, I'm holding a creature who will never cease to exist. I, I mean, the, the, just the power of life. And that's because it comes straight from God. And so, um, you know, the, the, the whole, Jesus, Jesus is God's determination and decision to show us that life so we couldn't miss it. So he actually wraps himself in flesh, comes to the planet. In fact, I tell people, you know, and you know this, I mean, Jesus was the most human being that's ever walked the planet. He actually fulfilled God's idea of life in the flesh. He lived the kingdom life. So he healed and he, he restored and he challenged uh, and he wouldn't let people settle for status quo, or I mean, he 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 was uh, so he just lived that life, and then of course showed us ultimately what a life of love looked like, even in the point of sacrificing, you know, what, how love sacrifices to to mend and bring back together. So the kingdom is all about life, which means that the church, we we aren't the point. But the church has, ever since Genesis 12, uh, there's been a meta-narrative from Abraham forward of God creating a people to partner with him. I just think, now God doesn't need us. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's not like he can't get it done on his own. Uh, frankly, I just think it's more fun for him this way. I mean, you know, why not? I mean, because yeah. God lives in relationship, in community, and so he, he creates the church. It's, it's a wonderful thing. So we've stepped in, the church has stepped into that meta-narrative, and we're, we are have been called by God, cut in on the deal, to partner with him in his redemptive mission in the world, which is to take back everything that hell stole. I mean, the, the Bible, that story of the fallenness of humans and stuff, I mean, life is not being lived as God intended. But it's our job to work toward that for ourselves and for the people around us, you know, to, to restore that. So it means taking back territory, whether it's, you know, through, you know, social justice or economic 
you know, opportunity or, or physical, I mean, health or, you know, all that stuff that, that sin has robbed because sin is whatever come, whatever militates against life is uh is my estimation of what sin is so whether that's bias and prejudice all the way to uh, you know actual acts against other people that rob them of their life so we, we're our our job is to partner with building a better world here and now yeah. not just getting people ready for the heaven transport yeah i think there the church seems to be awakening to this a yes. little more i'm seeing anti right writing about this kingdom language and uh, Matthew Bates recently has written some stuff about the idea of kingdom and that faith in terms of kingdom is really about allegiance. Miroslav Wolf in terms of human flourishing. I mean, I think it's so sure all over scripture and the church seems, I guess part of my question is how do we get so off? Like, what do you think happened? That's what I don't understand. It, it, It seems to me so obvious. Why is it that, we're having to relearn this and rediscover this. Oh, I don't know that I can answer that fully. I mean, to do an autopsy, you know, of course, nothing survives an autopsy. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, 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 what, what I try to help most folks do is, okay, so we realize we're misaligned. How do we get aligned okay. so we can move forward? Um, and I think this is COVID, uh, one of the benefits to the church from it, and not that I would ever, as I said in the last segment, would argue for COVID or anything, but God's not caught off guard by pandemic either. And it just shows the power of God to use whatever to, to you know, move his mission forward as the church has been thrown out of its church-centric, uh, you know, capacity in many ways out onto the street. I think we're, we're in figuring out, many people are during this time, how do we help our neighbors? How do we look after people? This is the kind of stuff that brings the church back into alignment to understand mm-hmm. our main mission, which is we're here to point people to the kingdom. Even when Jesus, I mean, I don't know how, I, I honestly don't know how we were so blinded to this. I mean, it's like scales, though, were falling from people's mm-hmm. eyes. We're seeing stuff that was there all along. We just didn't see it. I mean, this to me, that's evidence of the spirit, the movement. When you've got people that have never talked to each other, uh, you know, and they're, and they're coming up to the same conclusions. You know, people ask me all the time, oh, you, uh, you, you sound like a uh, gooder or whatever. I said, I've never met him. I mean, you know, but, but you know what? He, he and I have the same source. I mean, you know, yeah. and so, so what's happening right now is I think people are beginning to get the idea if we're not impacting our community in a positive way, if somehow we're not taking care of our community. I mean, because when Jesus started the church, he picked a term, uh, you know, ecclesia for, the the gathering and it was used in a lot of ways i mean this is i mean there are pages if you go to any theological you know biblical definition you know words i mean there are pages on ecclesia that word and the many different ways it was used but a predominant way it was used was you know uh people the gathering about the community uh typically a group of elders would be responsible for you know the well-being of, of their community, is what Jesus is saying is I want you guys, uh, you know, I, I'm going to create the church. It, it's your job to look after this kingdom, and you're supposed to introduce people to the kingdom. That's the well-being aspect. In fact, a first-century rabbi, when he felt like his disciples got it, 
uh, he would give them his key. So Gamaliel, Shammai, you know, Hillel, whoever, their disciples had the, the rabbi's insignia, that key. You knew when you met them and you saw their key, exactly their school of thought, how they'd been taught. The friend. Well, they, they just, if you remember the, when Jesus established the church, they pulled off at a rest area, you know, on the side of the road, and Jesus just starts, you know, his, uh, his final exam questions. Who do people say I am? You know, I was, uh, and then Pete, well, who do you say I am? You know, and Pete pipes up, you know, hey, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm quoting King Jimmy language. And and so Jesus says, you, you're right, Pete, you got it. Way to go. I mean, you had a little help, but, you know, you, you know, uh, but you, you, that's it. So they, you know, they pass the final exam there, and that's when he gives them his key. So I'm starting my church. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom, because that's all Jesus talked about. I mean, he was obsessed with the kingdom, because that's where he'd come from. I mean, that's his total frame of reference. You know, that was his life that he was trying to introduce that to us. And so uh, to, to get the, for the church to be realigned, we're going to have to figure out how do the people of our town, our community, have access and experience the life God intends. And that's across the entire spectrum of human existence, whether it's physical health, economic well-being, psychological, relational health, you know, on and on and on. All of it falls under the kingdom because you can't split people into, well, we'll take care of their religious needs, mm -hmm. their spiritual needs, and then we'll go on, let them go on about their rat killing. That's craziness. That, that doesn't line up with God's uh, idea at all. Yeah, and we... Uh, that's hard for some church people to hear, though, because they're so used to wanting to get people to come to church. Yes. yes. Wanting people to have the shared experience that they have. Wanting to make sure we're making budget. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's such a, a hard shift to it really move is. away. It, it's, it's like... It, it's like you know, I travel a good bit, and airport. I, I, I go through hubs, and their job is to get me to my destination. If the hub becomes the destination, <laughs> yeah, something's really wrong here. We see the the kingdom is the destination. The church's job is to be a hub to get people there. Now, it doesn't mean that what happens at the hub is irrelevant. The hub needs to function well, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and all that. But it's ultimate scorecard is is it delivering people you know no no one has on their coffee table at home you know great airports of the world oh we spent a, we spent three weeks there i mean it was fabulous are you kidding yeah. i mean you know we're getting up a group to go back uh, no way i mean the, the uh, so the church when we substitute and we think we're the destination then by definition we have misaligned and and we get we get messed up with a whole and we keep people from getting off into the real destination, which is the kingdom. And we confuse, and I know we're going to talk about this later, we confuse then what discipling is. Discipling is not so we know how to behave at the hub yeah. and give all the right answers. Discipling is about equipping us to be viral kingdom agents where we're already placed in life, yeah. in our neighborhoods, our workplaces, with school, that's where the kingdom is. Yeah, and how uh, how much we shortchange ourselves when oh. ministry is being an usher or a greeter. I mean, you need those things. <laughs> sure, but you want the hub it, to function it, well, it, but... 
but that's not but real ministry is what you or, or ministry has to come from the session from the board and be a church program no do ministry where you are in the kingdom absolutely we, we create these people that are yeah i think in, your in airport fact, metaphor is so good well because it's about sending it's not yeah, about keeping yeah it's about you know how how do we uh help people get to the to their i mean the when I say the kingdom's a destination, life is the because de- the kingdom's all about life. So helping people live a better life—that's the. I mean, this is the story of the Good Samaritan. You know, the two religious leaders don't get it. They're on their way to church. They don't defile themselves. They keep up. You know, they they, they don't touch it. They, they thought the guy was dead or dying, so they didn't want to disqualify themselves from temple service. So they don't mess with. It. It takes a Samaritan. I mean, Jesus is so very careful. A non-church person comes along and becomes a hero in the story because he actually gets the point. You know, he gets off his donkey and helps somebody. And, uh, you know, and, and that's, that, that's exactly what kingdom people do. Which brings me to another point, by the way, and I know you probably would ask if I gave you a chance. What that means is that God is working his kingdom agenda all the time. I mean, most of the kingdom stuff's happening outside the church. It's not happening inside. You know, the church is supposed to be getting us ready to join in God's big work out there. We mistake it when we think God really prefers Sunday over, you know, other day. I mean, he, he takes Sunday off while we have church. I mean, so, you know, uh, but we, we it, it's our, I mean, what happens is many people are cooperating with God in his kingdom stuff. They don't even know it. I mean, you, you, uh, I mean, everyone working for good, because I mean, even Jesus says there's no one good but God. All good is from God, just like all life is from God. So, in fact, I think the atheist has a problem of good. You know, Christians we think the problem of evil and suffering. I think it's more. I think it's an even greater challenge if you're an atheist to explain the why there's so much good in the world. Still, in light of everything that militates against it, you know, well, that's evidence of God and the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, because that's that's a good, that's an echo of, of the kingdom. So, people that are, you know, uh, this is why it's much easier to operate a kingdom focus to come alongside people, not confront them, but help them in the work that they're doing to help people have a better life across the board. It's just not the way churches are wired and the way no. pastors are trained. Unfortunately, it's not. Yeah. We we are trained to operate the church and make sure it functions well and smoothly and rightly or or whatever. Um, and that that doesn't that eventually is non doesn't give us much energy. Mm-hmm. Where the energy is is when we're cooperating with God for life. Yep, and non-energy, that's where a lot of our churches are right now. Yeah, and worried about their future. And see, again, look at that. That's another evidence of not understanding. You know, it's not about our survival. Um, you, you just join God in his work, mm-hmm. and you get life. And that's the point. Even if an organization of, of something, you know, goes down, and we know that, I mean, what part of that do we not get? We see that all the time. There are congregations that have been around several hundred years. That's not the typical, you know. So to try to work to keep something, you know, together that never was designed, 
you know, for, and uh, you know, to, to be forever. I mean, the church is not forever. When I say that, people get that like I've just uttered some, you know, the church is not the fourth member of the Trinity. Uh, I mean, we're folded into the kingdom. That's very plain. What part of that did we miss, you know, in the book of the Revelation? We start in the Bible, in the garden there again with no church. We end, uh, you know, in a city where it says plainly there's no church. There's no temple. There's no, you know, God just dwells with his people. And so why can't we get this figured out? You know, that, that you know, if, if we're building for our mm -hmm. future, we've missed out on the big picture.